Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Go. Excellent. Welcome, everyone. Uh, thanks for joining our uh, winning teams podcast here for the fall in uh, hackathon, uh benefiting Ukraine. Um particularly the folks in Ukraine. Um, thought I'd do a podcast with a winning team to kind of get an overview of, um, you know, how you guys kind of, you know, just the whole A through Z, how you guys banded together, uh, how did you guys come up with the idea, uh, that sort of stuff. So let's start uh, with the round robin. Um, I see to Josh first. Uh, do you want to start with the – can you start, please? Oh, of course, yeah. So uh, we had – I think three ideas that we were thinking about and uh, we sort of narrowed this n- narrowed down to this one uh, because we wanted something that's workable in uh, a couple of days uh, and just personally speaking I've been tired of these chat uh, messaging services like WhatsApp and Telegram uh, and it's just such a mental burden and hassle to check in on everyone who's uh, in a distressed area. So this really spoke to me, uh, this idea. I think Brian came up, uh, came to me with this uh, idea. And yeah, so it's just very close. uh, It's just very close and very, it looks very usable to me uh, in very, very real situations. Uh, so I was in, instantly pulled into this idea. Did Le- Leah? Did you have something to say? Yes, um, I think that I think that the fundamental thing that that helped us was the fact that um, Jamil actually did an excellent job in in assembling us because he kept in mind what our skill sets were, and so we had some back end people, we had some PM people. Um, we had some some front end people, so I think we had a good variety of experience levels and skill sets. Awesome. Do we want to introduce all of ourselves real quick? Yeah. Uh, so that was to Josh, uh, and then I see Brian next. Hello. Um, shoot, what were the questions? Yeah, just like uh, how you guys kind of like. I know everyone's super tired, but. How you guys like banded together, um, formed this team? Because I know everyone that initially was on this team uh, fell out somehow, and so uh, there's always like a attrition rate with these hackathons. Um, but curious how you guys all met and formed the team, and uh, just like, your background would be great. Yeah, so um, well, I work with Tay Josh at Zencaster, um, so we kind of knew I think that we'd be working together, and then. Um, I mean, honestly, people just kept showing up in our team channel um, <laughs> and, you know, the ones that are here, are the ones that stuck around and it was a pleasure to work with them this weekend. Um, as for coming up with the idea, this might be like slightly cheating. I don't want to show my hand uh, too much, but I actually got the idea from Paul, who's one of the judges, um, because of something that he said in a work meeting a couple weeks ago. Um, 
is where that came from. So, but I'm, I'm just glad that we were able to bring it all the way to fruition. Awesome, man. Um, great. Uh, would love to dive uh, deeper into that as well. Ian, do you want to go next, please? Sure. Um, so I'm, as I guess, to introduce myself, I was attached to the veteran community and I was supporting some, some other folks, um, who were out of Detroit and was a veterans uh, incubator basically for entrepreneurs. Um, but I was, I was co-founding and, um, so got brought in. And then as far as joining this team, uh, I was, I was helping out on the back end more for prepping up the hackathon and seeing how things are going. Uh, I was, I was kind of loose and, um, I think Jonathan had actually invited me and he was hanging out in your team room or in this team, team six room. And so I, uh, and then he disappeared. I couldn't find him after that, (laughs) but everybody kept talking and and I was like, yeah, I can contribute. So I was sharing whatever I I could. Um, and then, you know, being able to to speak with Vlad and, and, uh, you know, just, just get a feel for what the rest of the scope of need was and uh, the fact that that there was someone there who, who was very close to the ground about what what's a priority and and what are the dynamics um that's that was pretty much the number one thing that engaged me like one that there was an active team and that there were people who were you know, receptive to thinking through ideas and and then two um that there was a connection very close to what the challenge is that you know as far as the practical needs and then third, being able to see, uh, as, as, as we explored into it further, just the, the relevance in many other situations, right? Like domestically, I have a lot of indigenous friends and, uh, just being able to know someone's okay sometimes in, in, in places that sometimes you don't have, uh, connection, you know? And so, um, but then of course, obviously just the, the current needs that, that were there. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I see DJ next here. Yo, what up? My name's DJ. Uh, joined the hackathon. Uh, I was previously with another team, but then got put with Brian and Josh and Leah. And I reached out to Shao and I was like, let's all get together. And then um, Ian came in too. And so, yeah, I'm a veteran and uh, I've done the, these hackathons before, but this was a really well done project and it was cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Let's go with Leah next. I'm Leah. I'm based in Seattle and I'm a Navy veteran and I'm a self-taught front end web developer. Um, and I am currently, I'm about to graduate as a full stack Java developer in about a month. And yes, I can't, DJ said it very well. I think, I think the, the, one of the most fundamental, fundamental things that we have, we have a cohesive team. And I think that everybody was open-minded in the positions that they took in this uh, project. And uh, even if they didn't exactly know what to do, I think everybody kind of took ownership of a lot of different things. And I think that, that we were open-minded to each other's ideas. So I think that that was the the most important thing is that we had a very cohesive team with varied skill sets. Cool. All right. Awesome. Uh, Shao? Hi. Yeah. So I'm very new to coding. I'm still in a boot camp. I know very little. <laughs> and I missed the first day of 
the event. Um, and DJ messaged me on Saturday morning was like, Hey, do you want to join my group? And I was like, I don't know that I can contribute to anything, but sure. Yes. I'll give it a shot. We'll see, <laughs> see what happens. And it was a really cool learning experience to see like all of this get pulled together so quickly. And I think something I'm realizing now is that this particular group was really well organized and it just kind of helped move things along, I think. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Vlad, you want to go next? Yeah. Yeah, good to see you all here. My name is Vladimir. Um, I've been invited to this hackathon as a Ukrainian judge, so um, a Ukrainian software developer. However, right now I'm in Tallinn, Estonia. So I'm physically located with uh, my people there in Ukraine. However, well, I we did have some Ukrainian participants in the hackathon, which I was really proud of. Um, I guess it's really important to say for me that, Jamil, I'm super grateful that you engaged the veteran community in this. Um, it sounds like there is a really large mission going on is empowering veterans to become tech professionals and uh, it's super powerful. And it brings um, hope in me that this kind of experience will spread to Ukraine because I know it, it seems like in the US there are like veterans who become in tech and in Ukraine I have friends who are like tech people who are going to become veterans pretty soon. So um, wow. I feel much closer now to this community um, because of this. Um, so I'm really happy about this kind of collaboration going on. So yeah, I'm, I'm just a software guy and I've been like passionate about software since I was a kid. And uh, when, I, when I was a kid and participated in hackathons, I was really, um, I was paying attention to the tech side of things. And now I'm kind of really paying attention to what's really important is uh, what does the software do? So that's kind of uh, a brief story of me in the context of this hackathon. And um, so yeah, we're, we're celebrating here that this team executed pretty well. Did uh, they did an app that? Uh, well, somebody should probably talk about what it is. So Brian, could you like explain what the app is? Yeah. So um, I think the the short answer is uh, it is it's an app that you have to engage with at some rate. Um, you know, be like once every 12 hours, once every 24 hours. Um, and you connect with your friends and family um, on this app in groups. And you, um, if you don't engage with the app every like 12 hours, 24 hours, um, a notification gets sent out with the location you were at the last time you engaged um, to like the people in your groups. Um, and so the purpose of this is... Um, you know, basically there, there are people who are using a group chat um, and like at some ratio they do like a safety check or like they check in with everybody. Um, and there's a lot of inefficiencies there um, just because uh, like gathering that information, building that group, keeping track of like who has responded if there's an ongoing discussion. Um, and so by moving this into its own sort of thing where you tap a button once and it engages with all of the groups you're a part of and says like, hey, I'm safe. Um it really makes it easier to keep track of those things and to engage with in a meaningful way. Um, 
Brian, did you already say how you came up with the uh, idea? Or like, what yeah, I mentioned the intro, but um, yeah, it was because um, working when I was in with Vol here, um, Vladimir, where he was talking about um, at the beginning of the invasion how he was using WhatsApp in the morning um, or at some point throughout the day um, to connect with his friends who were still in Ukraine. Um, and so that's really what seeded the whole idea that grew out of that. Check in stuff, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I I, I, <clears throat> oh, go ahead, bud. Yeah, just kind of anxiety automation. Anxiety automation, yeah. Yeah, like if you have like an anxious kind of call that you need to quench it somehow, you kind of, you have this app. <laughs> so you can click and uh, ask people to say that I'm okay. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know... Uh, how everyone divvied up the task and what task everyone had and what uh, segment of the app uh, everyone worked on. Um, would love to do another round robin of that. That'd be, that'd be cool. Uh, start with to Josh here. Hey, so I uh, mainly started working with the Python uh, backend, uh, which is just a celery task queue uh, manager that connects that gets messages queues of tasks and uh, the tasks being notification uh, and sending out alerts uh, when it's time for you to check in and you haven't checked in yet and uh, another task would be like if you if your relative hasn't checked in at least uh, has missed the past three check-ins then you get an you get a notification uh you built the whole like notification system, right? Oh, I actually part of it. Uh, I kind of built the routing logic, which uh, triggers the notification. Uh, but notification is done through uh, Firestore itself, so we don't really and uh, the uh, stuff that Brian worked on. So not, I didn't build the notification part, but yeah, the logic of it so yeah hey, that's think... go ahead go ahead Sorry, i think you're touching the mic and we don't have tech to fix it just yet um there's some noise happening in the background so oh. we'll be able to clean this up yet so. oh so is this better am i i'm facing directly the mic cool yeah so yeah, as I was saying, just backend stuff on using Python and Celery uh, with RabbitMQ as backend uh, for Celery uh, to store messages. Uh, and yeah, I just dockerized that part and uh, pushed it. After that, I was just uh, teaming up with Brian, mostly there, uh, seeing what he does. Awesome. Yeah, Brian, you want to go next and talk about what, what areas of the app you worked on? Mm, I think that it's a shorter list for areas that I didn't touch. Um, no, I, I spent, um, I kind of built out the the framework in which everything lived. So I grabbed a, like the template for the front end that we adapted for what we needed. Um, and and you, then I just kind really of... You vision for the whole thing. Um, you did. I... I, I, I try to divvy up the work and help people. Um, so I, I think that these are great opportunities to learn new things. So I tried to support the team in doing that um, as kind of my primary goal. 
So uh, I kind of want to walk back to that. So I, I'm, I'm, my, my main thing I want to do here today is kind of celebrate your execution, partly. And uh, so you just started like we had like a template. So well, you knew you knew what you want to do, and then you had some ideas how you can execute it technically. And then you well, you, you I, I want to hear your shortcuts that you that you took to spend uh, the least amount of time like executing. So and focusing on the problem. So yeah, the, the first thing is picking um, a stack that I know like lets us move quickly. Um, something that I, I helped out another team and I saw they were using um, like React and GraphQL and AWS Amplify. Um, those are great technologies, but I don't think they enable you to move at the velocity you have to for a hackathon. Um, so we used um, SvelteKit, um, which I think just it's very ergonomic to work with. Um, and just about anybody can pick it up and be effective in it in the span of a weekend, like DJ came in not knowing it at all. And I saw some of the code that he wrote at the end of it. And it looked like code that I would have written. Um, and so it's, it's really powerful in that way. Um, using um, Tailwind CSS and Daisy UI on top of that for our styles and components, because they're framework agnostic, they look good enough. Um, and then just like, you know, not trying to reinvent the wheel grabbing a template and just like breaking it into Svelte components that we could adapt and use for what we needed. Um, and the other big thing is that like Friday during breaks and discussions and like even while we were discussing, I built out the um, agnostic parts of the app, like pretty much whatever app you land on a dashboard layout is a pretty safe bet um, because most websites have a dashboard layout. They just do it a little bit differently um, building like the login and sign up forms. They ended up not being used, but that's okay. Um, but like just building out the stuff that every application will need first, because then if we get to like Saturday morning and we pivot, um, you know, we haven't spent all day Friday working on stuff that was super tied to this idea. Um, and so then the app kind of like, as you refine the ideas, you refine the app alongside with it. Um, instead of building something, tearing it down, building something, tearing it down. Um, yeah, go ahead, DJ. What's up? Yo, yeah, I was just going to add to that. I made a comment in the group chat, but like I know in previous hackathons, a lot of times teams spend, or a lot of teams spend a lot of time debating and discussing how they're going to build it and what they're going to build, whatever they're trying to build with. And there's a lot of back and forth. We didn't have any like back and forth. Like Brian already had some stuff ready to go. And I was just like, what are we doing? Oh, you want me to do this? Like we just took direction from, we, we didn't have much discussion or back and forth about that. We just kind of were like building from the get go. And I think that helped us just build fast. And like Brian was saying, like, I didn't know Svelte at all. And like last hackathon, I didn't know React. But just kind of, I take these hackathons as an opportunity to just kind of like learn some new stuff. And I was asking Brian um, a bunch of stuff and trying to see what Tejash was doing. But it was, yeah, we basically didn't waste any time trying to discuss about the tech stack. Um, we were just like building the whole time and in communication like the whole time. Oh yeah, I was just saying there's a funny story that sometime 
before we were retiring on Friday evening, uh, we had decided to store all these events in a MongoDB, uh, but then taking inspiration from what we do at Zencaster, uh, I was like, why not use NATS? But <laughs> Brian really doesn't like NATS for hackathons. So that's the joke that I send on, ta- uh, on chat. So most of my Saturday morning went into Celery plus RabbitMQ, which would give the same functionality as NATS. <laughs> Okay, so let me recap this. Brian championed the stack that he knows really well, right? That's what happened. And um, so it was learning opportunity for DJ. Um, Ian, what do you think about this? Yeah. I was to say, I I was also sort of a interest, interstitial role. You know, I, I tried to support kind of with a project management lens, but also I'm very new to the tech world. And so, um, one thing I learned just from the vantage I had with seeing how Brian, like I call it like repertoire, right? He he had this familiarity with all these different applications, plugins, and and how they work, um, and that helped a lot. Where you know some some of our team members are, are are very new as well. You know, we're like I think about half of us are are learning very new roles or, or technologies and everything else, languages, all of that. Um, I, I lean more on the design side, but being able to translate and and ask and um, you know, having, I, I guess the way that I'd say it is that like, there's this polarity between what you already know can work and then things that you want to see if they work. And, and Brian has a good handle on the stuff that he knows that can work. And he was able to also pass it on to us, even if we had no idea what we're looking at <laughs> and, um, you know, come, come back like to the night before, uh, launch day, I guess, is, if you want to call it that for, for today. Um, I mean, there, there were the tools that he shared on the first day that I, I, I just started to realize how it works and, and that it could be useful. And he was like, yeah, that's what I shared with you the first night, <laughs> you know? And so uh, that, that's something that I think was, was very helpful. Um, but again, I, I just want to applaud, you know, everybody on, on the team for their just very adaptable dynamic that we had. Uh, it, was, it was very action-centered. So people would build something or, or bring something up and share it. And, and we'd try to see how to, how to make it work. And also um, there was also a very... I think it's often understated, but it's like the the encouraging dynamic about like, hey, if you don't understand what's going on, neither do the experienced people do. Like there were periods where we were solving through just the technical concepts, you know, the problems of like, how do you get this messaging back and forth? And how do you make sure that it's being processed in a way that, you know, accommodates for lost battery or internet connection or whatever else? And um, And at that point, you know, even someone who's brand new who doesn't know anything about what a full stack is or what, what the specific language being coded in is, uh, we were able to engage and also interrogate, you know, what, what are the other dynamics or dimensions of, of the use case and uh, things that, you know, just make for a more holistic development process. What were you trying to say, Leah? Yeah, so um, Ian and I worked closely on the, the user interface side of things and, um, we we both um, we both work on worked on the logo, and um, and and really excited about that. But uh, and then I came up I actually came up with the name of the project, and um, we just pretty much came up with like the the lower level user experience type of things like um, like we chose to use dark mode uh, because it consumes less battery. And we uh, took into consideration the fonts because 
if you use if you use uh, the, the more fancy fonts or the fonts that are not native to the browsers sometimes it takes up a takes up more uh, internet um, so we kept those things in mind and we kept in mind uh, um, about Ian is always saying about compassionate and and you know giving it a more compassionate and lighthearted feel um, and um, yeah so I just pretty much worked on that presentation and got everything you know, with the colors, make everything look nice. And um, um, Zhao and I, we, um, you know, we did some documentation together on, um, you know, on how it works uh, in, in the GitHub repository. And I just want to lead into something um, because Zhao and I have talked a bunch uh, about, you know, because she's getting into tech and learning to code and everything. And she's done like HTML and CSS and then um, me coming onto this project, you know, talking to Brian and seeing what's going on. I was like, so what are we doing? Oh, it's a Svelte project. Oh, how do I get this going? And I'm like NPM installing and getting it lo running locally. And I'm hitting up Brian and he shows me how to get it running locally. And then immediately after that, I go to Shao and I'm like, Shao, come to the hackathon, blah, blah, blah. And like on the first day, she has done nothing JavaScript related. But she like spun up a terminal with VS Code and like got the project up and running on the first day. And that was like crazy. And I was like, yo, Shao, okay, there's a lot going on, but this is really good. And just try to play around with this code and stuff. And like, um, I don't know, like Shao, like seeing this from the first time, like the code and like this team trying to collaborate and define an idea. What what are your thoughts and like how was this? whole experience for you uh it was pretty overwhelming honestly i know <laughs> <laughs> when you first brought it up you were like this is gonna be like drinking from a fire hose and i was like oh god okay <laughs> and that's um exactly what it was like but um yeah i think this team functioned really well together i think there was the organization was there i think people were like flexible it was really welcoming and I, that was that was really important to me. I think it made things a lot easier for me to just kind of hang around and try not to get in the way, mostly. So, what did you learn, like, as you were hacking through the firehouse? Um, I learned that I think organization, like communication, is really important for for events yeah. like this, and. I also kind of learned how to write a README file. I've not done that before. There's components of that that are important to have in there. And like presenting what you're building in a certain way is also really important. Um, and also I think we kind of scrambled to put together the presentation at the end. And it was really interesting to see like that come together and also kind of why there was so much struggle with that. It felt like more than with the building. So I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely had a last minute scramble to try to get the demo because we were all like trying to add stuff to the demo and we all envisioned how it would go, but that definitely was a last minute scramble. So um, when Leah was talking at the beginning of the presentation, uh, we were waiting for the last build. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was actually building as Leo was talking. <laughs> um, and it finished with about 30 seconds to spare. 
That's great. Yeah, I know That's we were also, one. yeah, we were also doing some last minute changes to the presentation um, while other speakers were going. So I think that kind of helped, kind of benefited us a little bit. And I think that the fact that we all took part in in um, in creating that presentation document, I think that that's I think that's really set us apart from the other groups in yeah. a way. Whereas like one person was talking about it, and I said and saying, "Well, I don't really know about this part. Um, I don't know exactly every detail of what everything everybody did, but I think that each one of us can give a basic overview of what's going on, and I think that." putting that presentation together really helped um, drive that home and help all of us get involved in the presentation process. Yeah. Ian, what do you think about it? Yeah. As far as the presentation, I, I think um, I just want to speak to one of the, one of the Ukrainian teams where to kind of drive home the context of like the, the range of needs that were going on, right? Like I think it was Ilya who, Who's saying, oh, right now I've got, I think it's one MBS per second, you know, internet right now. So um, we we were in a pretty fortunate position to have everyone who's very tech tech capable and and um, you know able to be be here throughout all of it. Uh, um, which obviously, like being able to have a, a team like this where there's there's high communication and there's um, you know a, a good propensity to experiment as well as you know folks who who know how to bring it back in when we need to actually make it work. You know, I, I think um, th those were important ingredients that, that were there and maybe it's something to account for in the future, just to recognize that they're, you know, they're, they're, they're really important efforts going on in less than optimal uh, situations than what we've had. But uh, on the whole, that we're, we're definitely grateful every, for, for everything that we were able to have too. Yeah. I just wanted to mention one more thing about, uh, the demo and the collaboration at the end, we were all editing these uh, Google slides and it actually went through a lot of changes because like we were waiting for a code to build and everyone was looking at the slides at the same time. And, you know, slides, we know like we don't want to just do a slideshow. So we were trying to make it interactive. And I had an idea of like, let's just put emojis and stuff. And like, we were going to put emojis everywhere, but then, you know, it's it's a kind of serious subject matter. You know, the Ukrainian crisis, refugees. So we kind of took out some emojis that might have made it more lighthearted, but uh, kind of trying to be respectful of the tone. And the other thing was, um, if you look at our logo, it kind of looks like a Ukrainian pokeball with a heart in the middle. <laughs> so I was thinking. Oh, Pokemon, like, you know, it's like a Pokeball, like we're doing check-ins. And so we're like, we got to check in with them all. And we were going to do like a little tagline. But again, that kind of like takes away from the kind of seriousness of the whole thing. But those are just kind of some funny behind the scenes things as we were trying to figure out how to bring this everything together. Well, the, the, layers of how much thought you know went into this is kind of starting to peel out and uh, it's very hard in the year so i mean i would never think like that so much thought came into logo before you would tell about talk about it so i'm kind of grateful that <laughs> that happened i yeah. mean there's the, yeah like, so you've worked on the logo right 
Yeah, that was, um, I, I think that that was a really big part of it. Like Ian and I, we spent hours and we even, we even worked with other teams. And, um, and, and I think uh, Ian and I both, I think it, I think that uh, the the logo both I mean represents both of um, represents what we were both trying to convey. Like I immediately thought of the pen with the Ukrainian flag, and then he came up with the colors. And I think that that we I think we both this is probably one of the first times I've actually done something um, uh, as far as UI that I feel like my feelings were conveyed in the art. Wow. Yeah, I think this is something that I daily try to convey through the code that I write. And I'm kind of, it feels really good that there are people out there who are trying to express feelings through their work as well. Um, um, I was really happy to hear that. And, and thank you for sharing this. this. Awesome. Ian. Yeah, if, if I could build on that, um, I mean, it, it's sort of like we had a bunch of stars, right? And and the constellation shifted a bit, as especially after I got to speak with you, Vlad, on you know some of the, the needs, and and really um, clarify the picture. And and so I feel like the on the design side, at least, and even as we were prepping up for the presentation, just the narrative was really key for. Um, again, reframing the paradigm around what's there. Cause uh, you know, on, on the back end, a lot of the functionality is the same, right? But there's a difference between checking in from, from this kind of pull dynamics as, as you know, we, we discussed versus like uh, one where it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm sending good, good, good energy your way kind of a thing. Right. And so um, that was something that, that I think like as, as the hackathon progressed um, being able to, to really kind of look at it in that light and, and kind of have a better sense of like, wow, this is what we've really made as, as a platform that you can, uh, move in a couple directions with, um, you know, that, that really helped even, uh, just bring coherency to, to how we thought about like who else could be using it or, or how we're presenting and, and, uh, you know, why, why we're doing it again, you know, in, in from different facets. Wow. Um, <clears throat> I guess one thing that's kind of jogging through my head is I'm curious what everyone's favorite part of the hackathon was. Uh, There's so many different workshops and classes. Um, but yeah, it, it was it, uh, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I feel like it might, might be different things for different people here. So, um, well, why you know, did you leave without the new? Yeah, no, I never know what these thoughts. Yeah. 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 What was your favorite thing about the hackathon? You know that it was smooth event. I mean, it was operational. Uh, it worked. Um, you know, people attended, uh, and we got to help uh, actual folks here. Um, I think it was really gnarly that we got to post uh, in the in Ukraine's um, sort of like premier dev community or, or their main dev community, and um, got our word out there internationally. Um, you know, I was really surprised to hear that. We had folks from like South Korea, India, uh, obviously Ukraine. Um, yeah, it's just like a global event. And, um, you know, when I first started these, I never thought that it would lead to anything like that. Um, yeah. And like for the future events, I mean, I'd love to do like a global uh, veterans sort of, and this has been brought up before, like, uh, you know, veterans from all over the, the world uh, that are into technology. Uh, I think that'd be pretty sweet if we all can compete with each other in a, in a digital realm. 
Um, but yeah, those those are some of my favorite parts. Well, way to grow, Jamil. That is a huge step for the hackathon, I guess. Congrats. Definitely. Thank you so much. What was your favorite part? What was my favorite part? Uh, I think uh, so. I, I kind of made my childhood hero as the first keynote. Um, so Brian Cantrell was, um, I think I was growing up reading his code and Dtrace was my number one topic of discussion when I was like a junior developer. I was trying to use it for all things that it was not meant to be used. For example, like I used it for iOS development and I was trying to push it through the iOS community. And uh, then I kind of started paying attention to JavaScript because, uh, well, they had Solaris running JavaScript software in their USR bin directory. That was crazy. And uh, I kind of got to just uh, meet the man himself. So I think that was my highlight. And what was Dtrace? So Dtrace is a language that, that can you express actions like if you're running this function, you got to stop and do some recording. And this way you would like dynamically trace a running program. And it could not be limited to a single program. It could be like any program in your computer. You could say, I would like to stop at any time there's a function that processes an incoming packet from the internet. And I want to like count how many times it runs. So you can dynamically instrument any part of the program for performance reasons or for debugging. So you can have like a bird's eye view of what's going on in your computer. Huh. And that was like 2004 when it was uh, released. And I, I was using it in like 2010 or 11. And I looked on Brian Cantrell's Wikipedia and he was saying something about, uh, he said something about they were having some kind of discussion and he was like, you don't even, do you even have a girlfriend? Was that like a, what was the context of that? Um. I think it was some kind of like a Linux kernel mailing list discussion where like Linux would, I think it was something about like Linux was being proud of how much support they have in Solaris. I don't, I, I don't really much remember the context, okay. but I think it was a very controversial <laughs> message from it. Right. Yeah. That's funny. What were you saying, Leah? Yeah. Um, well, so for the sake of not repeating myself, I know like my favorite part was, of course, uh, when we when we got the, the demo presentation, it was really nice seeing, you know, six different people just making a document come to life. But um, I digress on that part. But um, I think my favorite part was uh, when the uh, when uh, Brian Barry, the marine intelligence guy, spoke about. Um, misinformation. And I think that that is a very essential part. Um, that that was a very essential presentation that I think that that the public really needs to hear about because there's so much disinformation and, and a lot of people don't understand how they don't realize how they're being misled. And I think that if we understand how we're being misled and we try to combat that, um, we can be in a better place. Um, so I think that, yeah, I think that uh, maybe, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. No, that was good. Yeah, this talk was dope. Ian, go ahead. Uh, I was going to add, in the, in the side we were talking about, uh, you know, it's just how international the hackathon was. But also I think one thing I really enjoyed seeing 
uh, within the team, but also across other teams was just a collaborative dynamic that was there and how supportive people were. Uh, it didn't really matter which team you're on. There were folks who were willing to step in and uh, give guidance or share tools and, um, you know, even just chat and make jokes, you know, together. <laughs> and so that was fun. And, you know, it kind of culminated in sort of this laser pointer party at the, in the VR environment at the end with the, with the music and everything, which that's a, just, just a interesting way to see how people came up with creative use for, uh, how to, how to show up virtually. Um, but yeah, I think it's, uh, again, it's, it's a lot of what makes the hackathon, uh, these, these, I've only been to these hack to, to two hackathons and it was through, through these, but like, it's just the heart that shows up, right? Like a lot of people are there, they care about something and, um, you know, there, there's just an amicable tone that that's been pretty welcoming. So that's, um, yeah, that's, that's where I'd place my gratitude. Yeah. For me, um, I would say, like, I love so many things. I love the speakers. I love, like, you know, meeting everyone and working with everyone. That was really cool. I got to learn a lot. I I thought it was interesting in the beginning. Um, we were coming up, trying to figure out what idea did we want. There was a lot of back and forth, and we're trying to understand uh, the problem um, of, like, you know, one thing we talked about in the beginning was, like, a location based stuff like this is cool because we could do stuff with locations and maps, but we want to be careful not to make a, this location data available because those locations could potentially become targets. And um, I was originally against kind of the idea of the check-in app, the check-in idea. Cause I was like, it seems so simple. And it's like, what? Like I, I didn't, I was like, this is just not that interesting, but it's a simple problem. But I like that even though it's a simple problem, I feel like we came up with an elegant solution. The idea of the groups and the idea of like, how do you, um, you know, like, I just feel like we came up with an elegant solution to address the problem. Like people can only invite people they know and um, you're not exactly sharing location data and you could potentially be in a bunch of groups. So I just like the, the idea of just wrapping it up and like having a simple, elegant solution at the end. Awesome. Yeah. Any, any other uh, favorite moments from anyone else before we wrap up here? Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, Brian, first, go ahead. Okay. I, I think, well, my favorite moment, I think, is the um, is, is the same favorite moment I have at every hackathon, and it, it never really gets old, and that's when it's like, you know, 4 or 5 a.m., um, or, you know, you've been up all night, and, like, you've been fighting with this one final bug, um, and you, you finally get that bug fixed, you go through the entire user flow um, from beginning to end um, and you, you kind of like hit that goal, you reach the target. Um, and it's really like at that point you kind of, you're like, you know, we could win, we could lose. Like we built something and we had a good time doing it. We learned. Um, and so like, that's always my favorite moment. Um, it's just hitting MVP, hitting the prototype, um, just taking a step back and just like, reveling in that 
it's not to have it to hit a target that you have especially in such a, a short time period uh yeah you know, because we're talking the longest hackathon I ever participated in was 48 hours, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe like 54 hours. Um, and so you're always just, you're just busting your ass. Um, usually just for the sake of busting your ass. Um, right. you know, I've never won prize money to hackathon or anything. So, uh, just doing it for the sake of the joy of doing it. The dopamine rush you get afterwards. Yes. So much better than any dollar amount. Just kidding. Dejas, what about you, man? What's your most favorite part of the hackathon? Oh, right now, as we speak, I'm submitting a bug report to (laughs) Brian. Uh, So... I think so. I've been on many hackathons as an engineer and uh, specializing in machine learning. And the hackathons usually I've been to are like do something in blockchain and cryptocurrency and blast carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, just running these extremely complex algorithms that is that are not going to take you anywhere. And uh, and if it's a more software engineering hackathon, then you usually use a service. Uh, that is provided by one of the sponsors and then the sponsor uh, lets gives you the best app idea uh, price so in that regards this hackathon was the most unique and kind of very special this victory i i have won hackathons before but this one winning this one is uh, really close uh, close to my heart because we are doing something good something good came out of this Every hour we spent, I think Bran and I were up until four, my 4 a.m., his 6 a.m. And I worked with Brian uh, late nights before during our transcription release at Zencaster. Uh, and it's always fun uh, listening to his commentary. But every hour that we spent working was towards a good cause. However small a step we took, it was towards a good cause. And I'm proud of that. So the end product is, I would say, my favorite moment. And to put my money where my mouth is, uh, I spoke to Jamil and I'm going to add in uh, my own $100 to the prize money to donate to the cause. So, yeah, Slava Ukraini. I'm Slava. Awesome to hear. Uh, as a team, have you guys figured out which, which charity um, you guys want to donate to? Um, I know Vlad uh, suggested uh, comebackalive.in.ua. Uh, um, I've heard of others like Nova. But <clears throat> yeah, it looks like DJ has something to say here. Well, I was going to say, what was Shao's favorite part? I'm sorry to put you yeah, on the spot. Yeah, totally sorry about that. <laughs> um, I think what I thought was really cool was seeing what people came up with. Um, I'm kind of at the point where I don't really know what's possible with coding yet because I don't know much about it. So it's really cool to see people have these ideas and then just bring them to life and for them to be applicable to something that's happening right now. It's, it's really cool to see. Awesome. Yeah, getting the first user is definitely the next step this team could take. So, I mean, the world is your oyster. Maybe you will learn something about how the city needs to be shifted, or maybe you get like a ton of users. Uh, you get to find out. Yeah.
Yeah, for the charity, I don't know. Do you have the list for the charities? We haven't really talked about it as a team. Yeah, we we, we weren't so sure about after after the finish line <laughs> for the for the heck. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it down in a list and send it to you guys uh, in your Slack. Um, but we assure you yeah. we'll pick a good one. Awesome, guys. Yeah, I think this is a great place to, to end the uh, podcast here. Um, thank you guys for joining and hope to see you in our future events. Thank you. One yes. second, let me stop.